Welcome back to the Crazy Counselor Podcast. So I know that I say this literally every episode, but I really am excited about today's guest. So this amazing woman is my friend's my uh, ear when I need business advice. (laughs) She is just a well of wisdom. And so I'm very thankful for her and everything that she pours into the lives of so many people. And she is going to share her story with us today. And so we have Miss Tyria Morris, and she is going to share with us about her weight loss journey and about bariatric surgery, because I've learned so much about bariatric surgery and just about the mental and the emotional aspect of it as well from her. And she's going to share her insights today. And so, Tyria, without further ado, tell us about yourself. Tell us, you know, how did you begin your journey and yeah let let the people know what's 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 going on (laughs) awesome awesome thank you so much for this opportunity um to be able to share my story on your platform um again my name is Sylvia Morris um about me I am I guess you can say I am a little bit of everything a little bit of uh (laughs) and a little bit of not so much of everything (laughs) um (laughs) Um, first of all, um, I am a self-published author. I wrote um, my first book called Say I Do to Greatness, which was a uh, during the time of when I first started out my journey as a sleever, pretty much um, a bas- bariatric um, person who opted to do the gastric sleeve. Um, and I also am a bariatric and a bariatric coach and also a personal development coach as well at the same time. Um, I am a lover of life and um, I enjoy all things laughter, all things just having fun and um, just ended a 19 year tenure in the tax and accounting industry. Um, moving on to um bigger and better things at another during another opportunity so I'm grateful for that and so um the bariatric world how did I get into where did how did I get to the point to where I chose to take the weight loss surgery route um once being married I was married um once before once upon a time I was married and um my then husband and I traveled to Philadelphia to see the Lion King um, at the time he and I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and we missed the play here in Atlanta. So we traveled to Philadelphia to see the play and we get there the night of the play and the seats, I was too big for the seats. Mm. And that was, that was my turning point because I sat there for three hours hurting and pain, embarrassed mm. um, the whole nine. And so we got back. I looked into the options. I knew a lot of people who opted to have that, went that route. Right. Um, I was just afraid. I was scared, afraid. So when you went to the play, obviously that was a turning point for you. But prior to going to the play, had there been kind of some other things that happened along the way to where 
it was kind of like a um, like a stepping stone, so to speak, up to that that breaking point. Like, were there other things that happened that you were kind of like, OK, I know that I need to make a change, but I'm just not quite ready. Um, I mean, I knew that I knew my weight was a problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had always tried everything, tried certain things. I tried the shakes. I tried the Weight Watchers. I tried the diet pills. I tried, I tried everything. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing was successful for me. And mm-hmm. then there were people who encouraged me to try to go the surgery route, but I refused it because, you know, I had this whole thing in my mind. If God meant for me to have a half a stomach, he would have gave me a half a stomach. And mm-hmm. I just, I just refused it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have gone that route, but I just didn't. I just refused it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just chose not to. And I got comfortable. I mean, you know, after I met my husband, you know, I really just got comfortable. I got comfortable because now I, I thought I had met the person that I was going to be spending forever with. Because he loved he loved me for me, right? Um, and that's all I had ever wanted. I, that was like my dream come true. Um, like that was my all I ever wanted to be was a wife, right? <laughs> that's all I ever wanted to be. Um, and I got that opportunity, and the opportunity faded pretty mm-hmm. much after after the fact. But um, that was that was where that went far as in I didn't see any other option other than that once after the whole going to the play and all of that right right that's so key that you said or that you mentioned all the other things that you tried because I think sometimes people have like this negative idea of taking the surgery route they think, mm-hmm. oh, you should be able to do Weight Watchers. Or like you said, you know, you should be able to do keto or this other diet. And don't realize that that doesn't work for everybody. Like, it just, you know, Weight Watchers worked for me when I did it. But I know a lot of people who Weight Watchers didn't work for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's that's so key that you were in tune with what worked for you. And you had the confidence to move ahead with this is my path. Like I, I try those other things. They don't work for me. I'm okay with taking this route because this is obviously the route that I need to take, you know? Yeah. It, it just got to the breaking point. Like how much more can I continue to try the shakes, the, the fat diets and like nothing is working at this point. Um, I had to, I had to be my own savior. I had to save my own self at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, because none of those other options were saving me. Mm-hmm. And so that was my only saving grace at this point. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the food aspect. And I know that we've kind of talked offline about, you know, the comfort of um, sometimes emotional eating, you know, mm-hmm. you've been very open and candid about your journey and, um, your relationship with food. Can you talk a little bit about, cause you know, you share it with me, but there's somebody listening out there that needs to hear your story. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship um, 
with food, I know that may sound a little uh, weird, but do you feel like there was like an emotional comfort that came with um, eating or um, do you think it was just a habit or what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, there was, um, because at the time before my uh, husband, I mean, you know, I feel like nobody, nobody was going to want me anyway. So mm. food was my boo. <laughs> food, food was my food was it. Like I would, I literally got to a point where I never felt full. Wow. So I would eat and I would, I would, I only way I felt full was if I was literally, my stomach was literally hurting. Like I was literally hurting, like mm-hmm. where I knew that's the only way I knew I could, that I couldn't put no more in. That's the only way I knew that I had really had eaten or right. felt like I had eaten. Right. Um, and then I would just eat because it was there. I would just eat for no reason. Like um, just sit and eat for no reason mm-hmm. and didn't have any motivations to really work out or, or, or I would start a workout or I would start walking and then I would get discouraged and, or I just quit. Mm-hmm. Um, but food was my run to when I was bored, when I was, I didn't have a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my sense of purpose. I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know why I was here. I didn't know why God had me here. Um, there was several times where I really wanted to kill myself. Um, I wanted to, I didn't want to be here no more. I didn't want to live no more. I didn't, I just didn't because I didn't, I didn't, no one, I felt like no one loved me. I felt like I would never be loved by anyone. Um, I just didn't want to be here no more. Mm-hmm. And food was, it was, it was, it was just there. Mm-hmm. And that's, it was just there. Yeah. Wow. So there was some, some comfort in, like you said, eating and uh, really it was feeling an emotional void that you had at the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. That's, that's such a common thing that, that we don't talk enough about is like that, emotional aspect of um, gaining weight or even losing weight. I know one thing about the pandemic is we always talk about like the pandemic pounds and, you know, we joke about it, but it's a very real thing. And I think especially when the pandemic started, when we were all in the house and of course, number one, we were bored. Right. (laughs) But number two, we were all under a considerable amount of stress and anxiety with, you know, just the unknowns. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people, even at that time, turned to um, food, snacking. I know for me, you know, I try to maintain some sense of sobriety in my eating habits. Um, But during the pandemic, I let that go because I was like, listen, we already got coronavirus. (laughs) <laughs> right. I don't know right. if I'm be living next year. Like right. so many factors. I was like, listen, I'm gonna enjoy this pie. Cause I don't know. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But I can control my food. So I'm gonna enjoy this fried fish and fried like, right. do whatever I want to do. So that's a very real thing, like the emotional 
aspects and how our emotions can definitely tie into how we eat, how much we eat and all of the above. So I'm glad that you um, are open and candid in talking about your, uh, how that impacted you. Um, so in talking about the, the self-esteem, and I know I'm kind of throwing you curveballs. Please. No, no worries. No worries. <laughs> I'm just thinking, um, and as you're talking, it's just bringing up so many good points. Um, can you talk a little bit about, um, in going through the surgery and coming out of it and the changes that you have had to make, um, what was your self-esteem like after you had the surgery? Um, after I had it, it's a, the thing about it is you have to be patient with yourself after that surgery because. You think you you would think when you get on that table and you get off, everything is just gonna magically just be your your whole fat worries is gonna be over or gonna be over, mm-hmm. and, and it's not like that. It's it's not like that, and that's what prompted me the one just my second reason, not my first, but my second reason to write my second book of sleeping ain't easy, is that we people have said that was the easy route out that was a lazy route out mm-hmm. and that's definitely far not the easy way or the lazy way out um because getting off once you get off the table getting on the table and undergoing a surgery that's the easy work when mm-hmm. you get get off of it that's the hard work that's it's 10 times harder um than what most people think because there is a total whole lifestyle change you've got to change and if you're not mentally ready which is why you have to go through a vigorous um before surgery um process before Mm -hmm. you before you even get on the table um Mm -hmm. there's a psych evaluation you have to go through there's a nutritionist class you got to go through nutrition class you have to go through so you have to change your whole mindset of how you see food is almost that you have to, ha- there has to be a divorce of your old habits of food wow. um, before you get on that table. Because when you get off that table, if you don't divorce it, when you get off that table, it's literally as if you literally go through withdrawal, like a drug, drug addict, wow. um, because you cannot have um, you cannot go back to eating. You cannot eat like you used to. You cannot drink like you used to. You cannot do any other things like you used to. Wow. Um, your whole life is altered. And until you, there's some people that, that literally go back to that old life and they regain the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some that, you know, simply you just can't go back to the old life. You're, you're your new tool, which we call it a tool, um, it doesn't allow you to go back to that old life mm-hmm. um, because there's some foods you cannot consume ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some food that will not uh, only allow you to consume just a small consumption of it. So right. the life after the bar- life after bariatric surgery is totally different and your mindset has to totally be renewed really changed um drastically to be able to walk this thing out and to be successful in it wow 
what I hear you saying is that um, although people may say that this is the easy way out, it sounds like it's just as hard. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ten times harder because yeah. you cannot. One of the things you one of the things is you're on you're on a multivitamin for the rest of your life. You're on um, you have to you cannot consume. You, you only can really consume about once you come off your stages. Your first stage, once you come off the table, is straight liquids for the, like the first two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like no whole foods. Like, and if you're a person that, you know, you're used to eating eggs, toast, grits in the morning or, or going to Chick-fil-A in the morning or going to Starbucks, having your coffee in the morning or going to, that is out the first two weeks. Like, you you can't do none of that. That the first two weeks is straight is straight broth and water. Wow. And or jello, sugar free jello, mind you. Right. Um for the first and protein shakes for the first two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you have your next step, which is puree foods, meaning like baby food, mushed up, mashed up like baby food. Right. For another two to three weeks. And then it stages. So until you to get into your whole foods, and even then when you get into whole foods, your stomach may not even adjust. It's almost like your stomach goes back to being like a newborn baby. Wow. wow. Um, I knew me, for me, I, I thought I was grown. When my doctor released me back out to the world, <laughs> I tried to do chicken. I went and got some chicken wings. And I ate one chicken wing. And I was messed up because I—I I mean, I was stupid. But stuff. I tried to eat chicken twice, and chicken would not. Chicken was my friend. I could not eat chicken for a while because my wow. stomach—my stomach would not even take it. It, it just wouldn't take it. Right. So you have to re—you literally have to reintroduce yourself to food because you don't know what your what your stomach is going to take and what it's not, and you may not be able to eat the, your favorite foods ever again. Wow! Wow! you may have to find substitutes. Right. Now, when you do the liquid diets and then you're going into the pureed food, obviously it's not something that you really enjoy. Um, is it, do you think that it's during that time that the emotional mm-hmm. eating is broken? Cause it's like, you're no longer able, you're, you're not even enjoying your food. So that's, do you think that's when you really have to kind of do that that I don't want to say soul searching, but you really have to look deeper and say, okay, I, I'm no longer finding joy in food because I'm eating baby food. So where is my joy coming from? Where yep. where is my happiness coming from? Yeah. That's when that is the that is when the real, real when the real gets the real. Mm-hmm. Where you have to really go into the the therapeutic work. Wow. To find where go to the root of where did it all begin? Where did the obesity really come from? Mm. How did you really get like that? How did you get to 500 pounds? How did you get to 400? How did you manage to get to 401 pounds? What was the root cause? What was, what happened in your childhood that got you there? Or what happened in your teenage years or what happened in your adulthood that got you there? Right. Something, something triggered to get you there. And that's, like I said, that's when the therapeutic work comes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that you have to go go in and really figure out what it is that got you there so that you can unravel it and get rid of it so that you can move on so that you can develop a new relationship with food so when you come off that puree when you come off the liquids come off the puree come off the soft soft foods and get back introduced to the whole foods Mm -hmm. that you don't go crazy you don't go overboard um that you'll that you'll do what's right for your new body Wow. It sounds like this process is just as much emotional and mental as it is physical. It is. It's, it's, it's 100% all mental. Wow. It's all, it's, it's a mental, it's a mental battle. Um, because number one, if you're a person who has, who has been morbidly obese for a long time mm-hmm. and you, and you shed that weight and you, it depends upon which surgery you have, you shed it quick, both, both of them, you shed it quickly, mm-hmm. but, not as quickly with the sleeve. You don't shed it as quickly as you do with the gastric bypass. Mm -hmm. Um, And your mind has your whole being has to catch up with what is happening. And psychologically you can look in the mirror. I have looked in the mirror and see, still seeing obesity. And I, and I was, and I literally was not 401 pounds. I literally wasn't 385 pounds. I was smaller than I have ever been before, but I would still see that person. And I literally would have to take pictures to see the new me because I wouldn't, I wouldn't see the new me in mirrors. Wow. Do you think that a part of that was because you were there or did you find yourself comparing yourself to like other people that were considered, you know, quote unquote skinny or by society standards or uh, or do you feel like you were just hard on yourself? I just, I just never, I just never seen me as that size. Mm. Out of my whole adulthood, I never seen me as that size. I've always been, I've always been, um, morbid obese. Wow! And so, not seeing that me caused me to not see my that me in the mirror. Wow. Even even when I would go, I would I could go. I was afraid at one point. I was afraid. I was even afraid to try on new clothes because I knew I would just. I just knew I couldn't fit in it. And mm-hmm. it was it wasn't it wasn't until I literally forced myself. Well, okay, I'm gonna just try on this size and see if I can get into it. And when I tried on a size that I'd never been in before, I that that was that was my that was my my exciting moment for me. Being able to try on an 18, being able to wear a size 18. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still in 18 now, which I'm trying to get out of, but to get, to, just to get into 18, just to be able to go into Walmart and wear a pair, get a pair of pants I can wear. Now or, for next mm-hmm. time, sharing, what were you before the surgery? Um, before the surgery, I was right at, before I even had all of this, because I, I was 385. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but I had helped the surgery. I got down to like 375. So when I hit the table, I was like 375, 376. Mm-hmm. And uh, today I, I had gotten down to like 240. Mm-hmm. And then I gained some back and I got up to like, gained some back, got to 280. 
And then I went back to my doctor. I was considering um, doing a revision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the revision is um, going to do the back gastric bypass. And so my doctors, um, I kind of think Dr. Williams is kind of like not, I don't think he really want to do it, but <laughs> but he he has me on a diet plan. So I have gotten down, um, I've gotten down from 280 to 262. So I'm about back to 250. So if I can get back, to my get to my goal of 200 I think I, I'm gonna be okay um but yeah I mean people don't think you can gain it back you can gain it back mm-hmm. they um you, if you get too comfortable you can gain it back um and so yeah so I was wearing size 28 30s I've, I've had I've worn fat size 32 pants mm-hmm. so being going from a 32 28s to a size 18 um that was that was my joy moment yeah that's a big deal that's a real big deal because i can i can i can go to old navy now (laughs) (laughs) yes yes old navy (laughs) that's so cool wow is there like also do you feel like there's like a grief component to it as well like when you were talking about looking in the mirror and still not seeing your new self and um, just even being afraid to try on new clothes. It sounds like you were having, or maybe you were having a difficult time letting go of that old person. Like, do you, do you think that's what that was? Or if there is a grief component to it of grieving this person that you have become so comfortable with now you have to, you know, renew your mind. I know we talk about that a lot, in you know the in church and in the word about renewing your mind being transformed by the renewing of your mind but do you think that there's also a grieving of oh my god I actually do have to kind of become a new person in my mind as well I think so I know for me I just had I had to being that I didn't I didn't know who I was I didn't know my sense of purpose Mm-hmm. And my obesity hid me and my voice, mm-hmm. and it hit a it hit a lot of me. Mm-hmm. It hit it hit so much of who I am now. Like who I am now, I, I it hit it hit this whole person. It hit a it hit a whole individual. Mm-hmm. It did. It hit a whole individual, and um. I think it, it's it's it is kind of like a grieving process, I guess, mm-hmm. because now because now you you're having to it's almost it's a reinventing of a person. It's like a whole shedding of a whole whole another whole person, mm-hmm. and now and now you're having to you already didn't know who you were as that person, and now you're becoming another person that you don't even know this person now either. And so right. now it's like, now I got to learn this person. I got to learn another whole person. And I didn't even know the person I was. So now I got to learn this person. Right. So, yeah, it is. Right. Or even learning a new person or even just learning more of who you are. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, learning, learning more of who you are, learning what you like, learning. I mean, like your whole style I mean like even the style of clothes like what you were wearing like for me like they 
they just now started updating plus size women clothes from ugly grandma flower clothes to now more trendy clothes. So, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, even your style of clothes and just knowing playing around with different things. You don't even know what you like. Yeah. Yeah. When your whole body changes, you really have to really find what it is you like. Wow. Um, and even what you like about yourself now, like what is it that you really like about yourself now? Wow. Because all of that changes because it's so much of you, so much of you, you didn't like before. Now you have, okay, now I got this new body. What do I like about me now? Wow. Wow. That's a powerful thing, especially coupled with, like you said, once you break that relationship with food and you're doing the internal work, that's mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. That's very a much so. Yeah. Yeah. So now you don't, now, the like that you had for the food, you liked the food so much that you didn't like yourself. And though now you have to turn the like for the food to now find what you like about you. Wow. Do you feel like that's a journey that you're still on? No, um, no because right now, some days it's like, some days I don't even want to eat because it's like, is there anything different out here? Because I'm like, I'm tired of eating the same thing. It's like the same thing every day. It is right. nothing different. Like, can somebody invent something different? Like, right. <laughs> I'm like, can we get something different? But right. no, I, I, I really, I really don't. Uh, uh. Because right now I'm, I'm in a, such a space with myself that you know, I, I, there's some things that I would love to, to have change about myself than you know like the the saggy skin and so that's that's a whole another whole topic within weight loss the bariatric world is is the now after you the after losing the weight you have the sagging skin mm -hmm. and you have the okay am i gonna do the reconstruction surgery mm -hmm. am, am i gonna undergo that um so it's so much stuff you to consider even after you lose the weight wow. um that you now you got to consider a whole nother, a whole, another whole option, even after that. So it's, it's a lot. It goes along with it. And people don't really realize it. Right. Right. Now, how, and I'm, I know I'm kind of throwing a, a curveball here again, um, and then we'll kind of um, start to wrap up. But mm -hmm. how has this change, which has been a big change, how has it impacted your relationships? How has it impacted how you engage and show up in relationships, whether it's platonic or business or romantic? Um, how has that impacted? For me, I've gained a whole lot of confidence, um, a whole lot of confidence um, where, like I said, it allowed me to find my voice. It allowed me to where now I'm, I'm more apt to introduce myself. When I walk in a room, it, it's, it's, I'm introducing myself, it's, I'm engaging, it's, I'm connecting. Um, and that I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, the, the 401 pound me would not have done. The 385 pound me would not have done. Yeah. Um, and far as in romantic, um, 
I can say I have gotten, I mean, you know, the, the interest level, I mean, you know, the interest level have, I mean, you know, I've gotten attention. I'm going to say attention. I've gotten more attention now mm-hmm. than I have, than I have before. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is it attention from the right, the right men? No, but I've gotten attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I mean, you know, that that's a self-esteem booster for me. That, I mean, you could know I didn't get no looks at all, like nobody. And so, so, um, so yeah, so I, I, um, that's the part where that, that's been far than that, but far than, um, friendships and any of that, nothing's really changed because I, I didn't change in that department. You know, I, I'm just a friendly person and I, I, I can talk to anybody, but you know, um, I think my confidence, my, I do, I do know that my confidence went to another level yeah. that, that I do say that I can say. Yeah. And that's a good thing. It is. Yes. Cause we have to have confidence to show up in pretty much everything that we do. Absolutely. I know we, we talk a lot about securing the bag, getting to the money, but if you don't have confidence, you can't even secure the bag and get to the money. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cause people want to see people. If you're not, people don't feel that you're confident in, in, in what you got and what you can offer and, and use confident in you selling your own self mm-hmm. then I mean you know they, they won't trust you with, with whatever if they can't trust you with you being confident with yourself they're not going to trust you whatever you with anything else you got to offer no, they're so. not they are not for sure wow well I listen I feel like I have learned a lot um, just talking with you and hearing your story hearing even the internal work, you know, the crazy counselor podcast is all about um, mental health and mental wellness. And I'm glad that you spotlighted the emotional and mental aspect of weight loss um, in general, number one. And then also that comes with having um, bariatric surgery because people, I don't think people think about that aspect of it. We just see like, Oh, Terry is looking so good. Like get it girl. You know, we see all your pictures and we, only look at the outer transformation, but we don't think about the awesome and hard, and I'm sure at times grueling work that you have had to do internally. Right. Right. Fully step into this transformation. Right. Right. So I, I applaud you and your process and you even maintaining it and being resilient and persevering. Thank you. Thank you. As well. Tibria, tell us how we can keep up with everything that you've got going on. Because, you know, you've published two books and uh, you have your journal and you are all things confidence and purpose. So tell us how we can keep up with you. Awesome. You can find me on all social media platforms um, at Tibria Morris. Also, I am launching um, the B Space Lounge. The B Space Lounge is um, the place to be before, before and after bariatric surgery. So, if you are un- are planning on or looking at having bariatric surgery, if you have questions, um, anything of that nature, the bariat- um the B Space Lounge is the place to be, even after surgery. So, we are a support group. 
Um, and it is a membership support group where you are able to get um, all the information you need um, from, from the beginning to end. Not only that, you get, um, you get the bond friendships network um, as well as opportunity to, well, I started a B, play, B space closet as well. So mm-hmm. I do have clothes from where I transition as I, as I lose weight, I got some, ni- I got some nice clothes y'all um, <laughs> that I'm giving, that I'm not selling. I'm actually giving them, I, I want to give them away free. So as you transition um, from size and clothes is expensive. And I know I, I, I didn't really buy clothes. I, I started to buy clothes, but as I was losing weight, I'm like, you know, this, I can't keep buying clothes. So um, as I bought clothes, you know, I, I held on, I have held on to some things um, from photo shoots and things. So I've held on to some things. And so as I transition size, I'm going to be um, putting them in the B-Space community and allowing people to choose from what they want. And I ship them out to you free um, if there is your size as you transition from size to size. So um, that's what I am doing and I'm launching too. So um, please reach out to me. Um, you can reach me, like I said, on um, Twitter, not Twitter. Well, you can meet me on Twitter, Tibia Morris, but on mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, and also on Snapchat. And also I am on TikTok um, as Tibia Morris. And also you can find the B-Space, B-Space Lounge on Instagram as well. So you can reach out to me on B-Space Lounge on Instagram as well. Awesome. Good stuff. Please connect with Tibia because she is awesome. Like, even if weight loss is not something that you're particularly needing help with. Like she is the confidence and purpose coach. Like Tyria pulled me out of retirement. I had shut down all operations <laughs> for my nonprofit. <laughs> and Tyria called me and gave me a good talking to, like a good stern, ma'am, sis, what are you doing with your life? You have purpose and literally raised me back up like Lazarus, like Literally. And she she I think you have that ability to do that with everybody who has the pleasure of knowing you. So, Tibria, thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. I know that this I hope this won't be the last time that you'll uh, be on the Crazy Counselor podcast. So I have to definitely pull you in on some other topics because we talk about serious things. But, you know, we have a lot of laughs, too. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So I appreciate you. Thank you all for tuning in yet again to another episode of the Crazy Counselor Podcast. So stay tuned because we have more in store. <laughs>